Hello, welcome to episode two of Bang Bang Podcast. Hope you enjoyed um, episode one yep. uh, as much as we didn't enjoy making it. Well, I mean, we kind of. I'm, I'm. I'm not sure if enjoyed it is is the right the right term to use. Um, it was an experience. Yeah, um, yeah, mostly because we don't get on. So it's, no, it's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're back for episode two. So um, here we are. Well. So as you learned in the last episode, the last uh, the first episode, and the chemistry is obviously there, <laughs> like like Boris Johnson and yeah yeah, and Jeremy Corbyn, fucking in a telephone box. But if you are listening <coughs> to this episode first for whatever reason and you didn't didn't, then obviously you can't count no. because this is number. To make of that what you will. Yes, but we are a Bang Bang podcast, and we basically talk about a different legend, hero of wrestling from the past or the present. And it sort of meanders into all sorts, and we take into account what's happening today and what's happening tomorrow and what's happened 30 years ago, and then we sort of veer back onto the point again. But yeah. we will go off piste a couple of times. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, now that's all clear. <laughs> yeah, that's all clear. Isn't Let's it? crack on with episode two. So, episode one was about a, a well-known wrestler who I imagine most people have heard of. Um, still knocking around today. Still fairly active and visible today. Episode two is going to be slightly different. It is about a wrestler who was famous in the eighties. Yeah. Pretty much uh, early maybe 90s. creeped into the nineties a little bit, and then disappeared, and is sadly no longer yeah. with us. Yeah, and he never really. Well, I mean, I remember him when I first started watching wrestling back in the sort of late eighties, early nineties. Um, he was he was he was kind of prominent, but never really a big name. Mid card, mid card, yeah. Um, for several. Organisations yeah. over the years, um, Mid South Wrestling, WCW, most notably the WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we what we remember of him and what we've managed to unearth about him, um, a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Well liked in the business. Um, a few stories about him, and. Could possibly have done a bit more yeah. with the right push in the WWF because he had a decent enough gimmick. Um, for the time, I thought he wasn't a bad interview. He there was a lot of shouting in the eighties yeah. and early nineties anyway. Um, there was and also a lot, could, of, a lot of steroids as well. Which yeah, really well, which he, he probably took most of. Uh, yeah, was, yeah. Him and Warlord probably took most of them. Hmm. Um, we are talking, of course, about the mighty Hercules. Yes, if you haven't guessed by now, yep. So, yeah, so Hercules. So we're just going to, you know, run through some of our memories of Hercules and a few notable moments in his career and in his life and some other general bollocks along the way as well. Um, so, yeah, so we'll start at the beginning. So one thing I always like to look at is wrestler names and wrestlers' real names. Now... Ray Hernandez. Ray, 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 Ray Fernandez. Fernandez. Ray right, Fernandez. Right. Okay. I think that's not a bad wrestler name on his own, Ray Fernandez. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could pass as a hairdresser's name as well, possibly. <laughs> it could, yes, it could Ray definitely Fernandez, pass. Raymond Fernandez. Ray Fufu Fernandez. It does, uh, yeah, yeah. A Washingtonian uh, guy. Not French. He was born in Tampa, Florida on the 7th of March, 1956. Now, some other notable people that were born on the 7th of March. Do we... All right. I'll go, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go with it. Okay. <laughs> Just a few... Um, Owen Hart. Ah, right. Born on the 7th of... Actually, 7th of May, not the 7th so of March. So you were talking out your ass again, <laughs> as normal. The I apologise, The 7th of May, because Owen Hart. The, Andy has a very tenuous link mm. on reality at the best of times. Um, um, so also, we can't even get the months Also right. born on the 7th of May, uh, Phil Campbell from Motorhead. Filthy Filthy Animal. Phil. And Richard O'Sullivan from uh, Man About the House. Filthy Rich. Me and my girl. Um, <laughs> Robin's Nest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a prominent actor from the sitcom actor from the 70s, early 80s. Um, I used to like Me and My Girl, Sunday Evening, Tim Brooke Taylor. Um, There's another. I, now, see, Tim Brooke Taylor to me, yeah. Tim Brooke Taylor to me was always one third of the goodies. Yeah. And I'm a little bit. I'm not going to argue with you. that. No. Yeah. Uh, a little bit older than you, so the goodies were part of my growing up. Mm. Um, and the worst, Timber Taylor was the worst in the goodies, um, but he played a good character. But I've grown up a little bit on him in panel shows on Radio 4. Yeah. So I've given my age away a little bit. Um, and also, my favourite goodie has turned out to be the biggest asshole in the world, Bill Oddie. Oh, really? Yeah, What's yeah. Bill Oddie then? Oh, well, just look him up. I know he's big friends of Alan Partridge, but... He's not. He's a dickhead. Okay. Right. Dickhead ornithologist and generally grumpy right-wing old man. Now. Okay. Well, I, I, he's done nothing to offend me, so if you're listening, Bill, you know... If you're listening, Bill, fuck you. Okay, right. But... Raymond Fernandez. So yeah, so um, he started wrestling in the eighties, nineteen eighty-two in Florida and Texas. Um, notable fuse in his early years. Apparently, originally he was managed by Harley Race. The um, Harley Race. The Harley Race. King Harley Race. Yeah. Um, Seven-time world heavyweight champion for the NWA. Also dead. A man's man, and possibly the. Toughest pure wrestler in the history, but we're not talking about Harley. We, may, I think we should do Harley. Oh yeah, yeah. Point. I'm sure we'll cover Harley Race at some I point. I love Harley Race. He also looks a bit like an old lady, like Harley Race. Yeah, well, kind it's of, good job he's dead because he'd tear you limb from limb. <laughs> I'm sure he would. Do. Without breaking a sweat or even getting out of his wheelchair. Well, so yeah, his, his first big feud in in his territory in Florida, he ended with a feud, uh, ended in a cage match with Harley Race. Where the loser had to lead the territory, and obviously, yeah, Harley's not losing. No, no, back in those <laughs> days, yeah. So that didn't happen. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it was probably time for him to move on. The old territory yeah. system um, operated with people leaving to move on to the next territory, yep. um, and if they came back, they came back with a bit of a new gimmick or a hot angle. Yeah. So it was probably time for Hercules to move on. And because again, for a guy of that age to be wrestling <clears throat> somebody like Harley Race, yeah, it was it would have been good for his his career in some respects, yeah. and also 
for him to move on. He's come off the back of a programme with Harley Race and he can move on to the next territory in a better position. So all, yeah. part, all part of the learning process. So that was a good start for him. Yeah. No doubt. He was also present at the first Starcade and he was under a mask and he was the masked assassin too. Part did, of the masked assassins. Did did a few things under a mask over the years? He did. Did do a few things. We'll get, we'll get to we'll those. Get to, we'll get to confusing those. confusing things as well. Um, but um, he, was, he was always happy to accept these jobs under hoods um, as... But it was easy. back in back in those days, it was quite easy. It was easier to go from territory to territory. Yeah, put a mask on, go abroad, put a mask on. The amount of people who became the the machines. Was it? I mean, was it yeah, Hogan and Andre. Uh, with yeah, Andre was a machine. Um, stick a mask on, and you yeah. have a completely different character. That's good. You can hide your identity for a bit whilst gaining some experience, or you're rehabbing and coming back and working on some new character stuff. Always good to go under a hood occasionally. Um, doesn't do people much harm unless you're Jim the Anvil Neidhart, uh, who yep. came back as who. Who? Yep. <laughs> and then that did nobody any good. No, whatsoever. no, 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 no. Uh, any any favourite mass wrestlers? Your favourite personal mass wrestlers over My the years? My favourite personal mass <sighs> yeah. wrestler. To be honest, um, you're straying into you're straying into almost. A one hundred percent lucha territory. If you talk well, about mass wrestlers, yeah, really, any of the good ones, um, I'm not going to go for the obvious, obvious one, um, Rey Mysterio, Sinkara, yeah. um, because yeah. he 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 did what he did. I wasn't particularly a big fan. Um, no doubt in his effect that he had on the wrestling business. I didn't really like him. Out of that lot of the ECW luchas that came in, um, I was more a fan of Psychosis. Yep. Um, and I mean, La Parker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really, again, I wasn't really into ECW or WCW back in the day, so I'm coming from almost. Uh, in my younger years, a strictly WWF kind of well, that's that, from from that sort of thing. Um, ECW obviously had the garbage wrestling side of things, where you were accentuating the positives and yep. hiding their bad points. But they also brought in people like Eddie Guerrero, Chris yeah. Benoit, Dean Malenko. Two cold Scorpio yeah. that that could wrestle and do that things. Chris Candido, um, Louis Spicoli, yeah, yeah, people that could actually wrestle, and then they brought in a lot of the lucha, yeah, so wrestlers my... that WCW nicked most of that lot. Um, you're talking about Juventud Guerrera, Rey Mysterio, and Psychosis being yeah. the first three, um, and they went from from that. Some of the not a mass wrestler, but a good, solid, um, luchador, super crazy. Yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of you 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 are really talking about luchadors. I quite like the Patriot for a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, um, in WWF. Um, and no, then I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. He had a good gimmick. It was a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, he he could work. He worked for all Japan. Yeah. Um, before he worked for Global Wrestling Federation in Dallas and then moved to the WWF 
and then sort of disappeared under a yeah. cloud of drugs and steroids. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a good uh, yeah match with I think roughly just before Owen Hart left to go to WCW. I think he had a pay per view match with Owen Hart, uh, uh, Bret Hart. Sorry, uh, Ground Zero. Yeah, one of the in your house things. Yeah. Ground yeah. Zero. Yeah, good match. Yeah, good, card. good match. Um, he didn't really get over as much as he could, but they were sort of behind him. Yeah. It was be- it was around the time obviously the Hart Foundation was coming into things and um they needed somebody who was in America to be seen as a patriot. Yeah. But um even then Bret Hart was more yeah, than and again, it and was, that didn't it was, help. It was getting to that point where you were with the beginning of the attitude area, people more cheering people that were kind of blurring the lines between being a good guy and a bad guy. So a, a, a guy in a red, white and blue mask being this big American hero thing was probably not I th- I th- as, a, as an aside, I think oh, I um, the it, Patriot Del Wilkes got a bit of a rough deal on timing. Yeah. If he'd have been any earlier, he'd have, he'd have been cast, he would have been washed away with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And later, yeah. he, he would have just been seen as a bit of an anachronism. And, and I, obviously, I've missed the, the best mass rest of all time, which okay. is Mr. America. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so, speaking of masks, I, so he, Hercules, well, he's still called, well, he was still going under a mask at this point. So he went to Mid South Wrestling and became Mr. Wrestling 2. Uh, Mr. Wrestling 2. Um, was then, why should I be Mr. Wrestling too? I'm the best Mr. Wrestling, so but, do you will just refer to me as Mr. Wrestling. That's right. And Hercules in, in the, Hernandez in the came press. in as Mr. Wrestling too. Yeah. So Mr. In, in the wrestling press, he was referred to as Mr. Wrestling 3. Yeah. But at his matches, he's billed as Mr. Wrestling 2 because... Mr. Wrestling 2 wanted to be known as Mr. Wrestling. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to the original Mr. Wrestling. He became Mr. Retired. <laughs> yeah. Strangely enough, still under a mask. Well, there we are. We would ne- we'll never know, will we? We'll never, we'll never know. know the real Mr. Wrestling. Uh, eventually, he lost his mask and then became Hercules Hernandez. And was initially, in his early days, managed by Jim Cornette. The massively talented and controversial Jim Cornette. Well, if you're a big fan of I I'm a massive fan of Jim really Cornette. A... Not really a fan of Jim Cornette, but... From you know. from the perspective, and let's get this straight straight away, I think he opens his mouth before he thinks sometimes. Um, I am not with him on his stance. I, th- I think he opened his mouth before he thought about Sonny Kiss. Oh, yeah, AEW. yeah. Um, but he has been heavily behind Nyla Rose, who is a transgender female wrestler. Um, and he's not, and I think people overlook that side of yeah, things. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff he says is is for, it's for effect. It's for effect. But he he has he's still playing a character from he yeah. But that's years that's, ago. that's where he came through. Ah, um, but I, I do enjoy uh, as we. I, we but like to... I think he's got a lot of valid points about modern wrestling as opposed to slightly older wrestling. I think people miss the point, oh, he's just old wrestling, he's old wrestling, but you look at the people that he champions. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think he loves the controversy, he loves, but I think 
people need to give him a bit more due than he does. And sometimes he needs to shut the fuck up oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. than he yeah. does. Um, so and keeping it current, I do enjoy NWA Power. I've got to watch that. Yeah, I've it's got very to watch good. that. I've been, I've been, very good. I've been... It's an hour. Preoc- it's an hour preoccupied on, on the TV with NXT and AEW, um, as will probably become apparent... Um, well, let's not get in there. <laughs> yeah. Which side yeah. of the fence I fall yeah. down. But yeah. I am interested in yeah. and seeing NWA Power. It's on YouTube. Yep. If you want to just put in NWA Power, two hours at the end of it, um, and watch some weekly show wrestling as it, as it used to yeah. be, as well as your AEW or your WWE and yeah. your Progress Wrestling, if you're listening yeah. to this and you're an English wrestling fan, British wrestling fan, I should say. Um He's been getting uh, rave reviews for his colour commentary. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good. Well, it's set up as a a throwback. Studio wrestling, no one's got entrance music. People come down, do promos, go to the ring, wrestle. Really tight studio, really small. You've got Colt Cabana, uh, the artist formerly known as Damien Sandow. um, What's he known as now? Aaron Stevens. Oh, so his actual name then. But he's still... Portraying an actor, it's it's very good. Because he had that he had that run as he was a stunt double for the Miz. No, he? he had that run in Impact Wrestling, oh. <laughs> um, which was basically one good promo yeah. at the start, and then no. typical Impact Wrestling did not have a clue how to fucking no. market no, well, anybody. No. But, but definitely I'm glad he's coming back because I do I do like him as a character. That that run as the Miz's stunt double was priceless comedy wrestling. Definitely. So it, 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 when he was managed by Cornette and he became a master and became Hercules Hernandez, his initial feuds where people would hack, like hack Sergeant Duggan. Who uh, was the biggest baby face in mid Dog, Terry Taylor, uh, who he'll, he'll come into contact with at a later date as well. Uh, moved on to Florida Championship Wrestling and then had a feud with Hector Guerrero. For my money, the best of the uh, the best of the Guerreros. Can I just go on record by saying <laughs> you're completely wrong, Andrew? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, I'm, people might not be aware of Hector Guerrero's back catalog. I'm not particularly aware of it. I, I just remember him for being the the man inside the uh, Gobbledygooker suit. This is it. If that's not a, if that's not a but Eddie was clearly point. the best. Though. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like Vicky Guerrero as well, but. Um, different she played a good character yeah yeah. Uh, so you've got the we've both got the network Um, apologies for those who don't have the network but there's a programme called um, Table for Three Uh, I don't watch anything on uh, the only thing I watch on a network is NXT and old rules yeah I don't watch any of the old pay-per-views I don't watch Raw or Smackdown it's beyond me now it's it's just ridiculous (laughs) good lord there's some the, the I, 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 I come up, but let's, we'll, we'll kind of timestamp this slightly. Last night was one of those brief weeks when when the clocks go back and Raw starts at midnight. So I always feel slightly obscene staying awake to, to one o'clock in the morning to watch Raw. Midnight doesn't seem so bad. It's doable. It doesn't seem like you're making an effort <laughs> to watch it. I watch, I mean, Raw... What, 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 what was it? The twenty ninth of October today. Roy, it in is. the last since so we're just before the draft, the recent draft. I mean, it's been abysmal. Uh, how really. tall was that Roy. giraffe? 
It's been abysmal. Last night, oh, good lord, it was bad. I didn't stay. To, up to be end. honest, I didn't. I have not taken any no. notice of the draft. Well, you've I've missed. not taken any notice of Raw or SmackDown. I. You've missed the Bobby Lashley, Rusev, Lana. I sort of, I've sort of, because the, the the most I can actually oh, stomach watching Lord. is on the network they do this week in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the most I can stomach yeah. of that. I almost hundred percent watch NXT. Yeah. Some of the documentaries say what you will. Yeah. About the WWE, and some of it is revisionist history. Of course, but yeah. it's worth noting at this point that every history that you have taken in over the years in general geoglobal politics and wars is written by the winners. Yeah. So you should check out our other podcast about geoglobal politics and, uh, and wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. Um, it's called Bang Bang. It's called podcast, but. Um, Bang Bang Geopolitical Podcast. Yeah. Um, That's a spin-off. This Coming week soon. is about Pitt the Elder. Yeah. Um, and his time in Mid-South Wrestling. Yeah, under a mask. <laughs> under a mask. He was, and uh, the Mr. Elder Politician too. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, let's not talk about the current... Yeah, I can't stomach that. Um, oh. They do it, make good documentaries, which is the point. Before I was rudely interrupted yeah. by a massively-headed bald man. Okay. But, but again... Our fi- the final point about the, the current product is you watch we watch NXT. NXT is is quality. I again, I like AEW. You're not such a big fan, no. But with NXT, it shows that there is somebody in that company that is able to put on and write good television. Uh, worryingly, it appears to be Triple H. Possibly, yeah. So and again, we're talking of a time now. I had a discussion with somebody the other day on the internet. Yeah. That. The, everybody talks about the Attitude Era being being so fantastic. I look back to the Attitude Era, which is what twenty years ago, yeah. twenty years ago now. Raw was on. We didn't used to get Raw live. No. Raw was on Friday nights. Yeah, it was like almost o'clock. like a six day. Uh, but five the, obviously there was limited internet, so you couldn't yeah, really yeah. get unless you went on. You could ring up places to get <laughs> yeah, rest the, and spoilers. The hotline or on telly sets, yeah, you could yeah. flick through it and yeah. give you a little. Um, but you didn't, unless you actually sort out the results, you wouldn't know what would go on. Mm. And it was on at Friday, Friday, 10 o'clock. Most of the time I remember watching it, I was probably battered, which helped as well. So, I mean, we, we, we look at this current storyline now and the, the, with the Rusev, Lana, Lashley thing, and everyone's like, that's ridiculous. I mean, back in the Attitude Era, era um, that's nothing for God's sakes me young gay but that's the thing hand. yeah but I'm thinking but every end just oh well that's you know but maybe because yeah, yeah, we're I, all I guess, I guess we, we've been spoiled with the we the were all off our heads of actual wrestling yeah over the years has got much better with oh yeah 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 NXT put that against a, an episode of wrestling superstars of course, yeah. from about 1990 yeah you've got the the matches that yeah. are going on at the moment, Donovan Dijakovic versus Roderick Strong versus Keith yeah. Lee. Amazing. That was a great match. Yeah. Um and you'd have around that time you'd have Job Guy versus the yeah. Mountie. Yeah. The Mountie would win with a fake taser. Yeah. So there there is no comparison no, 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 no. with today's wrestling. And there isn't there when is... it's done yeah. right. If it's just a bunch of flippy shit, yeah. then that doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm or, not into no. it. No. 
But there is, there's never it. ever been a better time for actual quality of wrestlers in history. Probably they're all. They're all there's, I don't, there's nothing wrong with the wrestlers. It's the the, the product as it's presented and as yeah, it's written. Yeah. The wrestlers are fantastic. The wrestlers are amazing. They need to. They want to make money, so they're going to go with stuff that's not exactly but, their first choice of a storyline to go for. No. So, but I'm looking, obviously, we're looking uh, forward to. I I work and I'm not doing my ultimate job, so yeah, <laughs> I have I have plenty of time for people who are in crap storylines but earning a good wage. Um, At the end of the day, they want to get paid. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, that's our that's our <coughs> five minute rant about the current product. Oh well. Yeah. So initially, so but. He, he moved to WWE. Before he moved to WWE, before he left Florida, he had a quite a big fight with a, a gentleman called Wahoo McDaniel. There was a lot of bad blood uh, between Wahoo and everybody. <laughs> everybody, yeah, yeah. He was a grumpy the human old, race. grumpy old man. But um, I think it's fair to say that Hercules um, was a fan of steroids. And was a fan of recreational powdered drugs. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, that, that there is plenty of documented evidence um, to say that that's that's a fair bit. And he did like to enjoy himself. Yeah, yeah. Wahoo but, was a curmudgeonly old well, bugger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was there was definitely some heat between them, but. He's not the only person that there was heat between. Most no. people had heat with Wahoo at some time yeah. or another. He was just one of those miserable old wrestlers, to be honest. Um, coming out of an era where they totally protected the business into a slightly more open era. Not as open as it is now. No. You've got people like Jelly Janella who openly says, I have had no wrestling training. Um, and I hope somebody kills him. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so he, he moved to WWF, and then uh, his first manager in WWF was cra- classy Freddie Blassie. Uh, Good old Fred. Um, he started, he, was, he came in in a solid mid-card position because yeah. of the feuds with um, Harley Race and his programs with Junkyard Dog and Jim Duggan in Mid-South um, mostly and his heat with Wahoo McDaniel in Florida went in in a very solid mid-card position given a strong gimmick as Hercules coming yep. out with the chains um, pushed fairly well from the start well he had a big push so he WrestleMania 2 he, he, he... Fort Rocky Steamboat WrestleMania too. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, Steamboat was one of the biggest names. Yeah, yeah. It was, a good, it was a good place to do it. Um, he he was, he was the king of the wrestling challenge or well, that's how I grew US, up. American USA wrestling. Yeah, superstars of wrestling, wrestling yeah. challenge. All those sort. Of, he was king of the squash match. Yeah. Um, he had the right gimmick for the squash match. Um, for that thing. He, yeah. He he had the right gimmick for it. He was an pushed as a real big strong guy he had the body he was not the worst in promos no Um, no for that time there was a lot of limited shouty promos 
and he fit really bang into that yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of mode. I mean, but he, fair, was, he, he was not by any means the worst. He got the point over. Yeah. And he had he had most of his time as a heel. He had a manager. Yeah. Uh, so after Freddie Blassie, he had uh, the Doctor of Style, Slick. The Slickster. As his manager. The Reverend Slick. Uh, and then he sold him in storyline to uh, Bobby Heenan. And then he, he dropped the Hernandez bit and just became Hercules. Um, it happens a lot in, in WWE over even the years. Then, they lose, even, then. Yeah, even then, people would lose names and if you and have just two become names, one. They have to be uh, like phonetically... So, people in WWE with two names now. Uh, Roman Reigns, Kofi Kingston. You've got to have... You know, you had uh, Antonio Cesaro, gone. Uh, just Cesaro. Yeah. Alexander Rusev. Rusev. Gone. Andrade, Cian Almas. Just Andrade. Andrade. Um, it too much for... They move up to the main Chad roster Gable. and then the IQ <laughs> yeah. of the, uh, yeah, your yeah, average yeah. fan yeah. goes down yeah. and two names is probably too much for them. So they have to simplify it. I don't get why they do it other than they're, they're pitching to retards. Well, there might be it, yeah. yeah. No offence to Well, yeah, anyone. obviously offence to um, people. But, um, and retards is not necessarily the, the most PC. No, it's not a word I'd use, yeah, to yeah. be honest. But there you go. It's, 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 it's out there it's out now, now, now so it? apologies so, to anyone offended by, by Steve's use of the word yeah. retard. Um, so, yeah, so he, when he became just Hercules, that's when he started wearing his big old chain around yeah. his neck. Um I go back, so he had a big match. One of the early Saturday night main events, he had a big match with Hogan. Hogan was almost fully yellow. Hogan, like bright orange. It was at the. But he's having the, the still most had, oiled up an orange. He was that still Hulk wearing. Hogan sort of, could I ever think be. he was still wearing like a, like blue or white uh, pants. Then he hadn't gone to full yellow. Yeah, red not and the yellow. yellow and red stuff. No, no. But that was quite a good match. Looking back on that, and then uh, that's uh, quite a big showing for him. Um, it's slightly gone off the boil by Wrestlemania 3 and his match with Billy Jack Haynes yeah oh yeah but, I watched that yeah. but still yeah. for what it was oh yeah it was, it was pretty much a battle of the full Nelsons yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. and a savage blade job at the end yeah yeah <laughs> a, a savagely bad Haynes. blade job but you can literally see him slicing his head open yeah and he just bleeds everywhere um, but it was a good match yeah. kept people kept people interested um, so yeah, and then he started, he started using the full Nelson then as his finisher after that match with Billy Jack Haynes. Um, and then his next notable food was, was with the Ultimate Warrior. Um, so he seemed to go for a, a just nice... to get Just to get the Warrior over, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But he was... He really was... Unlucky in his personal life. And his wrestling life, I think he was just one of those characters that people liked, yeah. was going, but wasn't necessarily because of all the recreational stuff. I think I think he just forgot things. He notably um, was under the thumb with a, a couple of girlfriends. Um, had an argument with his girlfriend um, on the freeway. Pulled over got out, carried on having an argument with her in the thing, um, with his door out, and then the door got hit by a, a car, <laughs> yeah. and then took the door off, and he wondered where the hell yeah. his door had gone. Um, 
There's also stories about him not knowing how strong he actually was. No. I think he knocked out more than one pe- person. Back in the 80s, basically, if you were a heel and got heat, you were running the gauntlet of people coming at you with knives yeah. and chairs and possibly outside guns. You also had to run the gauntlet of people who knew you were a, a heel and knew what car you were in, so you had to make it to your car. Yeah. Um, sometimes they would sugar in the gas tank, um, Eddie Murphy's favourite banana up to tail pep. Yeah. Um, and just making sure you didn't get out of there. Um, and to get out of those sort of predicaments... Yeah, you had to be pretty handy. He would just fight his way out, yeah. and he'd literally spark people out with a backhand, yeah. not knowing how strong he was. And I think possibly the the most storied tale at the time was him and Dr Death Steve Williams when they were in Mid-South in a bar somewhere in the Louisiana region um, with the Anderson, Pee Wee Anderson, the WCW referee. Um, basically, they started a fight, or somebody started a fight with them. They beat up an entire bar and had Pee Wee Anderson on the bar with his top ripped off doing Hulk Hogan poses whilst Dr. Death Steve Williams and Hercules beat up the entire bar. Um, he st- Stories like that seem to follow him about everywhere. Um, but he was really well-liked in the business. Uh, came across as a good guy mm. in WWE. And after the run had petered out um, with... The Ultimate Warrior, and about 1990, 1991. Oh, well, we've, got, we've got a lot of fun, lot of fun in between that point. So he, go after, for it. After, after the, back to go for power and glory. <laughs> <laughs> no, so after the um, after the match with the Warrior, which was generally regarded as being a stinker, um, he ended up being sold again to different times, being sold to the Million Dollar Man. Um, and after that, he for a tenner. Yeah, and then he he rebelled against the Million Dollar Man. Had a brief run as a a, a face. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I remember. Bit. So when I, my first my first memories of watching Hercules would have him as being a sort of mid card face back in the late eighties. See the match with Virgil on Saturday night's main event, and then he was in the big Survivor Series match. Yeah. In nineteen ninety eight. Now I'll give you a little test 1998. now. Nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, can you say. can you remember the, the the team he was on in the Survivor Series in nineteen eighty eight? Was he a face? He was a face. He was a face at that point. It was Dusty Rhodes' team. No, no. Then I haven't got a fucking clue. So it was Hogan and Savage. Oh right, slightly top heavy. This team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was and Hogan and Savage. Tailed off after Hogan and yeah. Savage. With obviously Hercules. Hercules next on the next on the food chain. Yeah. So obviously the next two were fairly fairly low down the the food chain. So Coco Beware. Oh Hil- yeah. And Hillbilly Jim. And I, I, I I've still yet to realise why Hillbilly Jim was. Famous. Have you seen Hillbilly Jim now? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I'm... He looks pretty much the same age, but he, like a hippie. He, no. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, he was rubbish. But again, he was, uh, who... Watching, watching it from... Was he? He's obviously in with Hogan. I think he was a friend of Hogan's. Yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Watching it in was... this country. Watching it in... I mean, what, you know, would you... What, what, what I mean, I can't remember what I thought as a sort of 10-year-old watching, watching Hillbilly Jim. You don't really understand. That's, you I, don't, there's, you, there's characters aren't really for... Uh, no, but to be honest, it's like... It's like an a Ameri- bloke dressed up as a farmer. In, it's, uh, a, it, in it's, a, it's like an American watching Marlon Dingle. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He won't get it. No, no, no. <laughs> Especially if he's wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, Indeed. and who did they face? Eighty-eight. Oh, just get on with it. I know. If I don't know team with, I'm not going to know who they face, isn't it? It's bloody Akeem. Seventy-four. The African Dream. The boss man. Yeah, obviously. The Million Dollar Man. I loved the boss man at that time. Yeah. He was a big. Haku. Haku. Uh, world's and hardest rooster. wrestler and ter- <laughs> Terry and Terry Taylor, Taylor. I feel, I, to be honest I feel sorry with Terry Taylor for having the red rooster gimmick he should have had more balls and said actually Vince that's I'm not really sure what the red rooster gimmick was what, what was it literally he spike his hair up into like a, yeah, yeah, like a, a sort of crap red mohican yeah. while still retaining his mullet yeah and then just kind of cluck around the ring yeah and then be Terry Taylor yeah it never got over Surprisingly, no, he, should have, he should have come in. He was best. Terry Taylor was best in both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, he was good as a real clean cut baby face. Yeah, he had that runners TV champion. I was great. Uh, or the cocky heel. Yeah, he'd, he'd allegedly go up to people uh, and say, "Who's your favorite wrestler and why am I?" Yeah, yeah. And then it was that, that thing and that he, w... he'd get annoyed. He, people would be annoyed with Terry Taylor right from the start. It was even a thing just that as a person. WWF used to do in the eighties. They get big stars from NWA, and then book them as. It, it, <laughs> it's absolutely obviously they uh, get dusty in. The the thing and also they make it dusty. and and definitely Hercules Hernandez was a person who did this. They got big. Paychecks from the WWE to lure them from Mid South from NWA, yeah. where they had reputations as workers, yeah. and whilst probably not the best worker, Hercules Hernandez was yeah. an agile man for his size, a powerful man, and a decent enough wrestler when he was in Mid South. Well, he did well. People got lazy when yeah. they went to the WWE. Well, because they was, had it, was it the a decent enough pay packet and they just didn't have to do all the bumps and all the physical stuff because that wasn't the WWF style. I suppose, yeah. And they got lazy. Well, so he had a bit... It's one... Fair play to them. It, yeah, it, it yeah. made It made sure they had longer careers and made sure they got paid. Well, at WrestleMania 5, you actually beat Haku. Yeah, so we had a good you, don't, you didn't go over Haku at the time. Yeah. Haku was a... a very underrated wrestler but as again well. he had a limited kind of shelf life as a face after that he went He went again this is when I started getting interested I remember he'd be the guy that sort of mid-level face that would be squashed by the, whoever which new heel the new heel yeah so yeah. I remember him losing to people like Earthquake people like that he'd yeah. be the guy who was strong but strong enough to get beaten by a by a new heel they're looking to push 
you you um, know you know that was coming back in the day. Yeah. Um, because after not being put on wrestling challenge or anything for a bit, suddenly Gorilla yeah. Monsoon would be Here comes the powerhouse, Hercules Hernandez <laughs> against the Italian stallion or mm. whoever job guy. And oh right, um they're, they're, he's about to be jobbed out to somebody. Even then, you knew what was coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody's coming in who's getting a push because they've started to bring Hercules back in. He's due for an angle where yeah. somebody attacks him and some new heel is coming in. And in this case, it was Earthquake. Yeah. So then, following a fairly... Uh, well, again, uh, a decent run as a face... But he'd say he was... He was never going to be anything other than no, mid-card. No. Then he turned heel again and then formed the tag team. Power, Power and Glory. Glory. I thought this... Very good. Yeah. I thought this had tons of potential. Definitely. Their finisher, the timing on and that. they were managed by they did Slick that. as well. Slick as well, yeah. yeah. And I thought that was going mm. places. They had good matches with the Rockers. They had good yeah, they matches with the Heart Foundation. Yeah, uh, I thought that was going somewhere, yeah. um, but I think his recreational stuff got out of hand. Yeah. But they ended up getting stayed. Said they had a good match with the uh, Rockers at SummerSlam, uh, and then again they had a decent feud with the Heart Foundation as well. When Heart Foundation were champions, good, good matches. Good matches. I thought getting, they were. I thought yeah. they were a good, a good. It was actually the young stallions with Paul Roma and. Um, What's his name? Jim Powers. Jim Powers. Were too much the same. Yeah. I think to be a successful tag team, there needs to be a little bit of variation. Yeah. You had you had the 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 most obvious one in that sort of thing is the Hart Foundation, where you had Jim Neidart and Brett the Hitman Hart. I know there are a load of samey tag teams that were really good. Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, the Rockers, at the other end of the weight, and the Road Warriors were exactly the same. But yeah. I just thought for that sort of wrestler, you needed a little bit of difference. Yeah, and it was and good. The difference between Hercules and Paul Roma was good enough, and they blended really well. I and the finishing move as well, the superplex, and then the, the, the time it needed the on that, I thought was was yeah. brilliant. And they hear every yeah. single time they were both veteran enough to know what was yeah. was going on. Well, and I thought Roma left for for bigger and better things. Arguably, what <laughs> he had left at the four horsemen. Worst yeah. horseman ever. <laughs> and, and, and you, I don't know Sid Vicious was in the horseman, wasn't he? Yeah, but if you're a worse horseman well, than Sid Vicious, Mongo. McMichael, no, he's still the worst horseman ever. <laughs> At least McMichael had some personality. Couldn't wrestle. I don't know if Jeff Jarrett it. was ever officially in the horseman, but he would be the worst hmm? if he, Jeff Jarrett. No, he, I don't think he, he was. He was kind of... Is it him and Mr. Perfect never quite got yeah. in. They teased it, didn't they? More than them being in there. No. Um, but yeah, Paul Roma was the worst horseman ever. Should have stayed with that gimmick. I think they could have... In yeah. the right circumstances, had a decent run as that champions. was it really. After after Roma left, he went back to being a, a heel jobber, Hercules. Um, his last it. major match on WWF TV was a. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It's a. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's him and Sid, and it's a twenty second squash yeah. job. 
he literally he comes in the ring, Sid kicks him in the stomach, picks him up, power bombs him. He gets up and walks off straight after. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sell the power bomb at all. No, he's, he's like just literally. Yeah, and that, that was it. He knew it was it. Matches over. He was he was I'm saving his. He was saving himself from that side of things. He had a run as the masked invader in yep, WCW. WCW. After that, that was pretty much it. Well, again, another little test for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he, he actually was one of the Clash of the Champions as the Masked Invader. Uh, Super Invader, actually. Super Invader, Super that's Invader. It, yeah. And he was in a eight-man tag match. Any any ideas? Um, I'll, I'll say two called Scorpio. No. No, so I have no idea. It was... Super Invader, Rick Rude, Jake Roberts, and Vader. That's not a bad team, actually. Against Sting, Nikita Koloff, and Steiners. That's not bad, bad, is it? Potentially. That's a decent company. Potentially, it's a good match. Considering a few months earlier he was getting jobbed out to sit on yeah, yeah. Wrestling Challenge. He was under a hood, seconds. so they yeah, didn't know it was him. Yeah, he was only there till 92. He had a decent run in Japan then, team with another legend of wrestling, uh, Scott Norton. Um... And they won the IWGP tag titles. Too good. So, again, in that era, a lot of these big guys went to Japan. Even Hogan went to Japan, didn't he? Hogan had a run in Japan. Yeah, yeah. He got I, to Japan. I, IGWP champion. With some titles. Um, and, yeah. And, well, I think they, they, he was there a few years. And then, sadly, 2004, he passed away from heart disease. Brought um, on by steroid use and cocaine well, abuse. Brought on just by the general lifestyle of a wrestler in the in the eighties. Yeah. Really. Um, do you want to know who else died on that date? Uh, you gonna get the right fucking date this time. Um, March the sixth. March the sixth. Not sure. It's not May the sixth. March the sixth. George Formby. What died on this day? He died on that date. Yeah. Okay. March the sixth. Didn't turn out nice again. Well, no, no. I'd imagine if there's anyone else over the age of 40 listening to this, you, you might get that reference. And he didn't, you know, it's not the the boxer, the guy who did the grills. That's, um, well, that's George Foreman. George Foreman, yeah. Totally different name, yeah. goof. So again, <clears throat> I suppose summing up, he was, uh, as a kid growing up, he was a recognisable face. He was actually... Uh, <laughs> Come on, get your words out, son. No, 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 no. We used to, as kids, <laughs> as kids, we used to wrestle. Yeah, each other. In a homoerotic lot. teenage fantasy. And there was one guy who was. Um, so there was a lot of us from school used to wrestle, and then one of us had a one of my mates had a mate who didn't go to our school, um, and he was a uh, quite a taller lad, and the mate who we used to, his friend, who we knew, who we went to school to, we used to kind of bully him a little bit. Yeah. So he'd always been one in these wrestling sort of competitions. Did we, you secretly have a crush on him? No, 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 no. But this big guy, Why not? he took his... Took it's his, okay he to got, come out. He got quite... We were probably 12, 13 years old. Well, we had a bit of a better. grapple. This guy took his shirt off. This big tall guy who was a friend of one of our friends. And then somebody said he's got nipples like Hercules. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And, and that's it. the sole reason we've done this podcast. Just need to get the anecdote so you get, you Which get I, the nipples like I butchered, Hercules. really. I butchered the anecdote. Um, by the new LP, by my band, Nipples Like Hercules. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, um, yeah, but again, I, yeah, 
definitely a memorable wrestler from the eighties. I used to like Hercules. Yeah, that's why I agreed to talk about him. Yeah, on the inter internet. Yeah, I I thought he was a good character. Um, it was never going to be top of the food chain, but was a good, solid worker. Um, with a nice shouty gimmick. Yeah. Um, and the more you read about him, unlucky in love, well liked by everybody else. Um, bit of a zoomer, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. No, he just carry a big chain as uh, well. Yeah. So. I raise a glass to you, Hercules. Definitely, definitely. Thank toast, you, my friend. You gave Hercules. me plenty of plenty of good moments growing up. Yeah. Thank you so much. So that's about it. We'll be back fairly soon with episode three. Um, we'll find somebody worth dribbling on about and then yeah. veering off the point massively at yeah. various points. And if there's anyone else I can reference nipples with, then we'll, um, we'll pick you that are, They'll definitely be in because Andy yeah. obviously has a nipple fetish. Wrestling and nipples, that's my two, uh, my two fetishes. And, and on that wonderful point, yeah, we'll see you um, next time. I think we'll leave you. This is Bang Bang Podcast. Um, oh, and you can find us at? At, at Bang Bang, Bang Podcast. Podcast on Twitter. Um, and I'll sort out some sort of Facebook page um, when yeah. I can be asked. I'm a busy man. Yeah. And you can find this on, you'll be able to like us on... It's on Podbean. On Podbean and probably... And we're looking at Apple yeah, things and, and wherever Spotify you get your podcasts yeah. from. Yeah. Don't forget to like and, like and subscribe, is that what they say? Apparently so. Yeah. Twitter, at yeah. Bang Bang Podcast. Um, Thank you very much. We will see you, see you very, very soon. soon. Um... Take care. Bye-bye.